Hey everyone, welcome to the How To Gurus, a podcast with honest conversations from everyday people about how to do this thing called life. I'm your host, Tiffany, and this is episode 30. That's right, the big 3-0 for the How To Gurus. In this episode, you're going to hear your other host, Craig, and I talk about fear. So this episode is posting on Monday, October the 30th, which means tomorrow is Halloween, October 31st. So Craig had the idea, since it's the spooky season, let's talk about fear. And we do talk a little bit about Halloween fear, like scary movies and such, but mostly we're talking about how to not have fear in our own lives. Fear is something that can creep in so unexpectedly And sometimes we just feed it and feed it and feed it until it blows out of proportion. So how do we prevent that? How do we not do that? Listen along and hopefully you will gain some tips. Hopefully you'll agree with some of what we said. We really appreciate all the support that we are receiving on the podcast. Thank you for following us on social media. We are on Instagram at the How To Gurus Podcast. We are also on Facebook as the How To Gurus. And you can find our podcast on any podcast listening app. So thanks for hanging in there with this as we do this little hobby. We're really enjoying it. We're enjoying the feedback that we get from you all. So like us and share us. And now on to the show. Hey, Tiff. Hi. How's it going? It is going. Going. Mm -hmm. How about for you? cold <laughs> we have a little cold snap a little cold snap yes that is it's weird because it was what 70 almost 80 degrees last week i think it got up to 80 over the weekend yeah. it was like 82 or something yeah and then this week is the high was this morning at like six o'clock this morning yeah it's, it's gotten colder so all day yeah we're gonna see so. some temperatures down in the 20s overnight i think this week yeah and this is, you know, still fall. We're yeah. not winter yet. Yeah, it's cold. Cold, little chilly. Which people from up north would be like, that's not cold. But <laughs> for us, it's cold. It is cold. Especially when you deal with the high humidity that we have in the summertime. It yeah. just, this feels really cold to us. And when it turns so quickly. Yeah. Like where we were using our air conditioning yesterday. Well, that's the crazy part about our falls. Mm-hmm. Is it's air conditioning one day, heat the next. Mm-hmm. Or both in the same day. Or both in the same day, exactly. Sometimes, yeah. Because I do think that next week, I think I was looking and like next week it's supposed to be like back up into the high 60s and warmer. Yeah, that won't be air conditioning weather though. No, that feels I'm like just more saying like true it's fall weather, but like all over the place. It's it like is, yeah. Freezing cold. And Which means everybody's going to get sick too. It messes yep. up your sinuses and stuff but i don't know that's what we deal with every year i feel like Mm -hmm. never know what to wear where to put your ac heat settings (laughs) (laughs) just make sure you take a jacket or a coat dress in layers or a complete snowsuit you just just don't ever know it's i do find that the older i get the more i freeze though what's up with that you have gotten colder as you've gotten older i think Mm mm-hmm Colder-blooded. I don't think that your blood's getting colder. <laughs> well, they say that. Mm, they say you're warm-blooded, you're cold-blooded. What does I, that mean? Your blood should be the same thing. No, it's cold-natured, warm-natured. Cold-blooded is reptiles. Who's they? 
Like people, I've heard people say Well, that. you, you're saying it. What do you no, mean when you say it? <laughs> why would I say it if I haven't heard it somewhere? When people say that, they're not speaking correctly. Well, okay. All mammals are warm-blooded. I get that. I'm saying <laughs> what people say. They mean cold-natured. Okay. We're going to have a poll here <laughs> for the audience. Have you ever heard the term cold-blooded or yes, warm-blooded? Yes, they've heard the term. But I'm okay. saying You're saying, where do they get that? Why do they say that? I'm telling you, they're, it's not correct. Just because people say it, it doesn't mean that it comes from a factual place. Oh, cold-blooded okay. means you're a reptile. <laughs> so I'm becoming more cold-natured. There you go. That's yeah. right. In my older age. <laughs> your blood's moving a little slower through your veins. Yeah, that's Keeping for sure. Keeping you chilled. Mm-hmm. How do I speed up my blood? Mm-hmm. I don't really know. <laughs> um, Cardio. <laughs> Yeah. Well. Get your heart pumping. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. It's just part of it, I guess. Yep. <laughs> so we're in uh, fall. It is. It's the end of October. And we're coming up on Halloween. We are. Spooky season. Yes. Tomorrow is Halloween. Yeah. We had a little fall festival at church yesterday in celebration of this time of the year. Yeah. Craig and I ran a dunk tank. Speaking of it being warm. Which, yeah, would not have worked today. So no. I'm glad that the it weather decided perfect. to turn overnight last night and not the night before because we were in shorts and a t-shirt and I was still hot yeah. running that dunk tank. Yeah. Craig and I didn't get in the dunk tank. No. We had a lot of teenagers that volunteered soaked, though, to do that. I so stood did next I. To yeah, you got more wet than I did because you were yeah. closer, but I got quite splashed. Yeah. The teenagers did get in there, and they, they were chilled. They, they were chivering a little they bit. They were. Because it wasn't, you know, full It warm, was like high 70s, maybe, maybe 80. But that's not really like swimming weather, right. and the weather was cold. Yeah. I mean, the weather. The, the water, water was yeah. cold. I know what you The meant. weather was not cold. I knew what you warm. meant. I knew they didn't know what you meant. <laughs> the water I was caught fresh. It. I corrected it. Straight out of the hose pipe, so it was mm-hmm. nice and cool. Our son was one of the teenagers that got in, and he really seemed to like it. Wow, he loved it. He rather enjoyed it. Craig may have pushed the button a few times when it really didn't get hit hard enough for somebody to go in. But well, the little kids couldn't hit it hard enough. That is true. Sometimes when they would hit the target, it didn't do anything. Yeah, you have to hit the target pretty hard to what is it? Unlatch a lever? Yeah. That's how it all There's a little works. lever underneath the seat, and it has to unlatch, but it has to get, I mean, it actually has to get hit pretty hard. It's a pretty hard hit, yeah. So most of those little kids, even if they hit the target, they didn't hit hard enough. There were a few of them that did oh, yeah. bonafide dunk, but m- oh, I'd say a large majority of the dunks were you like, oh, you hit the target, boom, and then Craig would push it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And it the kid fun. would go falling into the water. And then the kids were pranking each other, and... The teenagers would walk behind it and just undo the lever yeah. and make their friend fall in the water. <laughs> yeah. It was a good time, though. We do it, it every year. It's always fun. Fun yeah. for the kids. Fun for the little kids to participate. Fun for the teenagers to volunteer. Yep. And fun for the old people to be hurting the next day. Craig may have pulled a hamstring. <laughs> I slipped in the water. <laughs> it's another old person thing. Got to wear the right. Sold are reoccurring shoes and orthotics. <laughs> what? <laughs> no, orthotics. that could have happened to anybody. It was wet yeah, pavement. It was. Yeah. And Craig went to run after one of the balls that was going rogue and Whew. slid a little bit. Yep. It hurt. 
Yeah, he just want, you just want to be like me. Last week we talked all about my know, potential right? IB. IB, no, I don't. I mean, <laughs> IT man. <laughs> IB is like irritable bowel. <laughs> I don't think uh, I have that. I probably have sometime in the past, but I don't currently have a problem with that. But IT band IT syndrome. Man. We talked all about that last episode. So this episode we can talk about your pulled hammy. No, I'm good. <laughs> it's just another factor of me getting old. All right. So in, I don't know, staying in the theme of Halloween, mm-hmm. I thought today would be a good time to talk about how to deal with how to maybe how you like I don't know Mm. but how about fear Mm -hmm. because that's what a lot of people like to do on Halloween they like to get scared yeah (laughs) so in saying that and talking about fear of course we're going to talk about all different aspects of fear Mm mm-hmm but we're going to start with the fun stuff with surrounding Halloween and getting scared. So, have you ever been to a haunted house? Mm-hmm, I have. And do you like getting the fear like that? I think that haunted houses are my least favorite of the Halloween things. I don't, I don't know that I care for it in person like yeah. that. I haven't been to one in a long time, though. Well, that kind of is a good point because if you haven't been to one in a long time, I think it's evolved. Mm-hmm. So I would think I haven't been to one in a long time either, but I would think that a haunted house now versus mm-hmm. a haunted house maybe back when we were teenagers or something, I'd say it's a lot more scary. Well, technology's a lot better than it used to be. I don't know if the they technology, use technology in haunted houses, but when did you go to a haunted house? Like I don't think we've ever been to one together. Uh-uh. When did you go to a haunted house? No, I'm, I've not been. I've been to like oh. haunted woods. You had, like, when did you yeah. do that? Did we do that together? Yeah, we remember. did that together. Oh, I don't remember that. Yeah. Like when we were teenagers? I don't remember. It's been a long time though. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like we've been on like haunted hay rides with our teenagers before. Yeah. In student ministry, sometimes we would do haunted hay rides, but it was like other people in our church that haunted the hay rides. Yeah. So it wasn't super intense or anything. It was just more no. for fun. But yeah, I would... I think you're right that haunted houses have probably escalated. Yeah. I went to one in high school when I was on student council with the student council members. And I remember feeling afraid. I can't even tell you anything about it, but I remember yeah. I didn't really care for it just because it's more like the unexpected. Yeah. And I think I like scary movies. You and I both like scary movies. Yeah. And I think I like those because it's still a lot unexpected, but you're, you know, it's not coming for you. Yeah, and I feel like in a haunted house, somebody could go rogue and like grab me or <laughs> something. I don't want. Well, that. I just think, just in general, things are like a lot more creepy. Mm. Like they've come up with things that are, you know, whenever we would have had something that would have scared us years ago, it was just like a an ugly clown or, <laughs> you know, maybe something that was. I mean, even looking at like the you talking about the horror movies and stuff you know Mm -hmm. and watching scary movies even some of the older movies when you look at you know like jason and you know the mask and stuff stuff, the halloween movies they're not that scary of a character like the facial and everything right but now i mean the way they do this stuff is so creepy it's like somebody's face like half melting off and all this kind of stuff and just it puts that mental image in your head that Mm -hmm. is even more disturbing than 
just the fright of it all, you know? Yeah. But I do like movies that are suspenseful, not necessarily yeah. horror as much. Yeah. I mean, we have watched a lot of those too, but I'd say if you like, if I'm going to pick like a suspenseful movie yes. over a horror movie, a I'm going to go suspenseful. Thriller. Yeah. Yeah. Which I'll call that a scary movie versus yeah. a horror movie. But I don't know. Did you know there's a new Scream movie out? Yeah. I I missed that somewhere. I'm like, gosh, those haven't been out in so long. That's and all of a sudden there's a new one. I know. Like this year. Yeah. Well, we're going to have to find that. We yeah, did watch all the Scream movies. Yeah. What was your favorite out of all the scary movies we've ever watched? Mm, I really liked the Scream movies. I don't even know how many of those there are. The yeah, first I time I ever watched a Scream movie, though, was when I was a teenager living at home with my parents. And I started the movie during the daylight hours and I was home alone and it ended and it was dark outside. That was not a good plan because I <laughs> felt very afraid. <laughs> so you're all out on a farm all alone by yourself. Yeah, okay. Right. So that yeah. was, that was dumb on my part. I was probably like 16 or 17. Um, so I really do like the scream ones because they're, they are a little bit gory, a little bit horror. You do see some like murder scenes and stuff, but they're kind of like suspense, like who is the person doing all this? Who's behind yeah. all of it? We've seen a lot of the Saw movies. Saw me. That was my And favorite. I used to really like those, but they kind of got, there's so many of They've them now. Too. Yeah. And in a way I didn't really care for it. Like the last couple ones we watched, I was like, this could not really happen. Like it almost got yeah. to where it was too science fiction. Like this is not, the, this is not something that would go on. Yeah. But the first ones were really good. Really the first fun. ones were really good. The very first one was really good. There is, yeah, it may still be in the theater or it just came through the theater. But there is song. a, I'm not saying I wouldn't watch it, but I'm not like, yeah. oh, yay, another song movie. I just feel like the last few, I want to say this one was like the 10th one or something that just came out. And I feel like their goal is just to see how gross they can be. Yeah, it has changed. Mm -hmm. That's where, and that's where kind of my point was going with. Yeah even the haunted houses and stuff that things have changed and evolved to a point where it's, it's no longer just about kind of a fun fear. Mm -hmm. Now it's how much over the top can we go? Yeah. You know, to the point where it's, it is, it's gory. It's, it's, mm -hmm. you know, too much. Yeah. Um, That's what I think I've got. We've kind of gone away from those just, you know, a little bit, but yeah, I'll tell you for me, and it mm -hmm. has nothing to do with Halloween or anything like that. When we talk about fear and watching movies and stuff like that, I, I I think personally for me, what brings the most fear for me, like things that would make me just like stay up at night thinking mm -hmm. is a lot of like the old war movies. Oh yeah. Like just thinking about what the men and women did and what they had to go through. That and is the, scary. That to me is like true fear of mm -hmm. reality. Mm -hmm. You know, and it does scare me. Because people in actually sense. lived that. Well, and it and it scares me to another sense of the fact that young men and women today, you know, face that, and you know, face the fact that we could go back to war, or we could yeah. be, you know, we. Well, always, we're always in war now. We're always in war. It seems like, but what I'm meaning is, is, and I know it, it would be a different. I know our war now it would be different styles, but they still have to go into combat like that. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. But not to the extent of like, you know, old World, World War II movies or, you know, yeah. the Korean War or all those kind of things. You know, it's it's not that hand-to-hand -hand where you just, you're running and you know you're going to die. 
like the odds of you dying is way higher than yeah, you've ever lived. I mean, to me, that is just, it's just so sh- frightening to know mm-hmm. what they went through and what they felt. And so it, it makes me have a lot of respect yeah, for our veterans and for what they've been through and mm-hmm. what they've seen and <clears throat> things like that. Excuse me. But yeah, that to me, you know, I can watch a scary movie all day long and go to bed, you know, no big deal. But, um, and occasionally some of the ones we watch that aren't the the ones that are the thrillers, like we're mm-hmm. talking about where they're kind of creepy because, you know, you can have somebody living in your attic or something like that yeah. watching you, you know, those kind of can I get like me a little bit. I like those kind of ones, even though that is something that could happen. Yeah. But for me, like I said, the, the war type movies and just that, that takes a mental toll mm-hmm. on, on me as far as that type of fear. I think that's a whole lot, a whole different, it's like a reality of yeah. what people actually had to go through. Mm-hmm. And I know that a lot of people have to go through some horrid things Yeah, that some of the movies can even be based on and stuff like that. But, you know, when you lay down at night and you have that door that's just cracked just a little <laughs> bit and you like just watched a movie where somebody was hiding in the closet, yeah. you know, really I like those kind of movies. Yeah, We watched a movie last night, Craig and I did, about um, someone living in someone's attic yeah. and the the but that's not the first know. movie we've watched. No, we've that. seen that before yeah. where the person, they sneak into your home when you're not there and they set up camp basically yeah. in your attic or crawl space or I think it's always an attic. Yeah. And the last night we were watching it and this uh, scene was showing where they were getting in the attic and stuff. And I said, um, do you think I could fit in our attic? <laughs> <laughs> It made me start thinking, I think we have way too much stuff in our attic. We don't have a true attic. Yeah, no, we have our our knee walls that have attic space behind it. Yeah, you'd be really hurting if you were living there. And a lot of our attic access is covered up by furniture. Every Christmas we have to move furniture to get our Christmas decor out. So I'm kind of okay with that right now. Yeah. That we don't have like some large, which that the movie we saw last night, they didn't have a large attic space necessarily either they just didn't have stuff no, in it didn't have anything in it yeah. mm-hmm. but who, who doesn't put stuff in their attic where are they putting all their stuff who lives they had that attic? big garage thing or the basement thing in this yeah. movie remember that's yeah. where they kept all their stuff what yeah. do you say who lives in an attic i said who lives in an attic <laughs> who comes up with an idea of going to somebody's attic and squatting in an attic crazy people yeah Crazy people. They were doing it on this movie, though. It was more kind of a challenge, more for fun. The girl did it as like a, she was trying to film a documentary. Yeah. And she had been doing it as a lifestyle, though, for a while. Yeah. And I can't remember why. Maybe she just had a rough, rough go of things. And I mean, I guess if you find yourself in a homeless situation, you just start doing this. Squatting in people's attics. I don't know. Just don't hurt them if you're going to live at their house. Be nice. And she was. She wasn't there to torture the family or i'm not i'm just saying she wasn't there to be mean to the family she was truly there to show her lifestyle and shoot a documentary on this is a reality that this is like a lifestyle that some people do and i was like "Hmm, what (laughs) that movie definitely had a twist though it It did it was a good one it was on netflix i don't remember what it was called but it was good yeah that was good so when you talk about fear what are some other types of fear that we you know, experience in the day to day or in our life that really hit you the most? Um, that hit me the most or just hit people in general? Well, I'm talking to you right now. We can get into general too. Mm-hmm. 
Um, I, if I really don't feel like I'm a fearful person, uh, I just said today at work that I like to live in naivety. <laughs> naivety? Naivety. What's the word? I just, um, it's like what I don't know won't hurt me kind of a thing. Okay. So I don't really dive into, I know a lot of people, they really dive into the political world and what's happening oh, in our yeah. country and in the countries around us. And I'm aware of those things, but yeah. I don't deep dive yeah. those things where I can have a full on conversation about a lot of them. And I do think that part of me is that's just how I protect myself because I don't want to go down a rabbit hole of oh yeah information on that kind of stuff. Cause I know we do live in a very scary world. Yeah. So I, that is a knowledge that I have that we live in a scary world. Um, but I just choose, I don't want to say ignore it, but kind of <laughs> like I kind of ignore yeah. it. I can't ignore it. I mean, I do try to keep up a little bit, but I'm not one of these that I'm constantly, you know, researching it or constantly, you know, like I'll turn it off because mm -hmm. you just get so much conflicting information, but That's just trying to kind of yeah. keep up with some of what's going on, mm -hmm. but you're right. I mean, there's just so much going on that is so fear producing. Mm-hmm that it does make it really hard for you to live a life that is, you know, able to enjoy it. Yeah. To enjoy life if you're constantly just thinking about fear. And I do think there's a healthy balance there, mm -hmm. you know, of what you say, na naivety. I don't know what the right word is, but <laughs> it's like being naive. Like, yeah. No, I get Sometimes I get I'm like, I, I'm okay part. about being naive towards like yeah. all the evil in the world. But at the same time, that's not, a good way to be because you do need to be aware so that you can be yeah. safe and careful and be educated. And when it does come to like political things, so you can hopefully know how to vote and yeah. that kind of stuff. But I think in the day to day, I more, I don't I guess I don't look at it as a fear. It's more like a, a worry, which is kind of a similar thing is just like being enough for everybody, like making okay. sure I'm doing everything at home that everybody needs me to, wants me to, expects me to, doing everything at work, you know, just to the best of my ability, being um, the friend I need to be, the youth leader I need to be. Like, there's just a lot of pressure sometimes that I put on myself. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Just making sure I'm doing all that and then, you know, not wanting to forget anything, not wanting to forget what the kids need or what you've asked me to do or, you know, that kind of a worry is just like a low-key yeah. thing in my mind a lot and that's probably what drives me to try to be organized and keep notes and stay active and motivated and yeah. that kind of stuff and so I mean I say I call it a worry but that could be a fear like a fear of failure I guess yeah. like personal failure, failure in a way it sounds like though that's a lot of self-inflicted fear though because mm -hmm. you don't have for most of those situations and for most of what you were talking about you don't have an expectation on you that you have to do it. It's just something that you, you know, fear you're going to fail someone. Well, I think and, sometimes I, there's like, I have a fear that there's like an unspecified expectation, you gotcha, know, gotcha. like that, like maybe at work, there's something that they just yeah. are really, which again, it's not a, a reality. I've worked in my same job for years and years and I know, that if they have an expectation, they're going to tell me. But I guess there's yeah. just a part of me that, you know, I'm going to get called in and be like, well, we thought you were doing this and you haven't yeah. been doing this or whatever. There's just always that little thing 
I don't know, kind of at the back of my mind, like, have I done all the things right. to the best of my ability? Have I done everything I need to do? And it's not like I live in anxiety about that all day, every day. Right, right. It's just when you say like, what's a fear that you face every day. And I think when you say, well, that's just more of an internal fear. I think most people's fears are an internal fear. Oh yeah. Like I can't, Oh, Lulu. <laughs> I don't know if you guys can hear that or not, but Lulu just went bonkers. Taylor has a friend arriving, I think. A guest coming over this evening. Um, I think most people's fear, because you have said before, the acronym for fear is false evidence appearing real. I was just so that, say that means yeah. that a lot of people's fears are yeah. not th- are things that they've put on themselves, yeah. like a financial fear. I think a lot of people have a fear of oh, yeah. their finance finances not being where they are or missing out on something because of their finances or something. I'm just trying to think like people I know and stuff they've talked about like I know money is our real fear but who's why is that your fear like have you gone through a bankruptcy have you gone through being homeless have you gone through not having enough money to pay your bills like what's causing you to have that fear you know well I think we fear not having enough or being enough like you're saying Mm -hmm. so when you look at it from that perspective and we do have you know money issues from you know making sure we have enough food on the table or, you know, have the lights turned on in the house. Mm -hmm. You want to make sure you have enough money to be able to sustain that. But I think where a lot of people get a little off kilter is, you know, we don't stop at that. You know, we don't stop at what is the difference between our needs and what are the extra wants or Mm -hmm. the, you know, I shouldn't say outlandish things, but the things that aren't necessary, unnecessary things. Right. And so we think that our our need for money mm-hmm. or need for things like that, you know, is more important than what it is, you know. And so, yes, we do have a fear that we're not going to be able to provide that. Mm-hmm. So there is a lot of fear around that. But, yeah, I love that acronym of false evidence appearing real because mm-hmm. I do think that that is so huge in all aspects of life when it comes to fear is it's not truly something that we really need to worry about or something that we need to let hold us back. Right. Because it is false evidence. It's something that we've concocted in our mind. Yeah. That is something that is real or something that's going to, this is going to be the outcome. If I do this or if I don't do this, this is going to be the outcome. And then you fear about what that outcome is, even though it hasn't even happened or it might not ever happen. Right. And we've already, just spooled all this in our head of how it's going to go and mm-hmm. it's just going to be like this or it's going to be like that. And we're unwilling to take a step forward sometimes yeah. because we, we let the fear paralyze us. Oh yeah. It's get even with something there. as simple as like us doing this podcast. Like this is just a little fun hobby, but it's something that I wanted to do for a long time and just try my hand at it. But fear is definitely something that prevented that for a while it was like the fear of even bringing it up to you and you thinking that that was going to be silly or ridiculous and then once Mm -hmm. you were on board with it then it was the fear of that again I'm not gonna be good I'm not gonna know how to do it like just trying to learn how to do it and educate myself and then putting it out there in the world for whoever to want to to listen to it which it's not like we have so many listeners but you know it's still just like anybody can happen upon it or even really it's not even just anybody it's that our friends and our family 
listen to it and not wanting to seem ridiculous or, you know, like just the fear of people's opinions, I guess, about you creating something and putting it out there in the world. And everyone's entitled to their opinion. And I don't think that anyone's going to be mean to us, especially not within our friends and family circle. But, you know, there's just all these little underlying fears about stepping into anything new. And it's exactly what you're saying. We just sort of work our way into all these thoughts, all the what ifs of if, if I do this, what if this? And if I don't do yep. this, what if this? Yep. I mean, fear just, you know, is one of those things that it just will rob it, rob you of the mm-hmm. ability to, you know, enjoy things, of being able to be content, of being able to be satisfied with, you know, where you're at because you're just afraid, you know, of so many different things. It's just yeah. crazy. I but think as a mom, too, and I know – from conversations I've had with other moms that there is a lot of fear within a mom about her kids, like wanting to keep your kids safe, especially when they're little. So determining what they can do and what they can't do. Like our kids have always had a death trap trampoline. That's what we call it. (laughs) (laughs) Taylor got a trampoline when she was three years old and it did not have anything over the springs no like a mat over the or covering over the springs it did not have a net on it it was just an old school it was a big trampoline so there was a lot of jumping space but there was not anything to protect her from falling off and there are a lot of parents that would have never Uh allowed their child to have a trampoline like that and we kept that trampoline for years and then when that one broke we got another one that was same it was big didn't have any padding didn't have any netting and i think it did have padding it just quickly dry that oblong one the rectangle one that was the second one we got oh no then the third one was the one the third one is the only one we ever bought brand new we had three trampolines in our kids childhood the third one was the smallest trampoline and it it did have padding just because it did not have a net but i don't think you can probably buy them new without the padding now i don't know probably not but that was probably the safest trampoline they had, and it was when they were like 10 and 14 or well, something. They, really they probably didn't even really need it, and they really didn't even use it that much. But that kind of thing, I think of when I think of fear, I do think of parenting. And as our kids get older, it's it can be easy to go down a spiral of fear with having teenagers and older kids. Yeah. And just technology is a hard thing to navigate. Yep with teenagers and knowing how much trouble they can get in or just how unsafe they can be because Mm -hmm. they don't understand the dangers fully. We probably don't even understand the dangers fully. And that can be something that I feel fear about. It's just like my lack of education in the world of technology. And it's hard to keep up. It's just hard to keep up and know what is the right way to handle social media, the right way to handle screen time, all of those kind of things. Cause if you read all the stuff, you know, you can just be like no phones. They just don't get phones because get the old flip phone. Yeah. That's just easier. And, and while that's an easy mentality to fall into, and that may be right for some families for us, we decided, well, we're just going to have to face these fears head on and we're just going to have to do the best we can and Mm -hmm. monitor things the best we can and restrict things to their certain ages and that kind of stuff. Like Taylor has a lot more phone privileges than what Rylan does because she's almost 17 years old. He's only 13. So a high schooler based on maturity, not necessarily age, but also 10 with age tends to come maturity. So she's able to have some social media and stuff and he does not yet. And he will hopefully grow into that. 
you know, as we see him mature. But also I think it's different kids, different things. Just because oh, yeah. the older kid got it at a certain age doesn't mean the next kid gets it at that age. And I don't think those are fear-based decisions. I think those are where you and I have just tried to stay educated in it. Yeah. But it is easy to make a fear-based decision when it comes yeah. to that. Well, it's because you have a fear of, you know, them hurting themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's different from you know, hurting themselves from jumping off the trampoline, you know, that's that physical hurt is yes, going to be painful. It's going to leave a mark, (laughs) but the emotional, the long-term effects of something deeper um, Mm -hmm. that can come from, you know, what all is out there in the world is definitely stronger. So, and even the physical part, though, when your kid starts driving, like that's a, oh, yeah. that's a scary that thing. Scary. And I think scary. even when kids are little, parents do have fear of that. We had one, um, we had some friends that had a little kid and they lived at a house with a pool and the mom just couldn't, could not rest yeah. at night and they moved. Yeah. Just, it, you know, and then you have families who the kids grew up, grew up with a pool, you know, from yeah. the time they're babies. So. Oh, yeah. It's just different people, and if that's fear driving that, I'm not saying that's bad necessarily. No. If it's going to disrupt your peace, it doesn't mean that her kid right. never got to go swimming. It just means right. they didn't have a pool at their home. She wanted it in yeah. a more controlled environment. Because right. you do hear the horror stories of oh, yeah. pools and trampolines. And, I mean, our kids have been on four-wheelers and dirt bikes since they were a little bitty. I mean, you hear horror stories all the time about mm-hmm. that kind of stuff, golf carts, cars. Like, there's... There's no way to 100% keep them safe, and that's part of what... Put them in a bubble. Yeah, that's really what you have to do, and even <laughs> then they could suffocate, right? So yeah. there's always going to be something. So I think as a mom, that's something that when I feel that fear rise up in me, I try to evaluate it. Like, is this a fear that's going to bring wisdom, like a wise decision, or is yeah. this fear that's just going to make me controlling? And I've yeah. lived both. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there's definitely aspects to it. I mean, even from a dad's perspective, I know I'm probably not a good example of the fear, you know, from a perspective of letting them do the physical safety, physical safety (laughs) stuff. But there is fear in when you lose that control and when you don't have the ability to um, control where they're going, what they're doing, how fast they're going, you know, Mm -hmm. those all those kind of things, you know, Um for me, it's funny because I think a lot of fear is revolved around with our kids specifically. A lot of fear can be evolved around just the future. Mm-hmm. What just about like the future? What future they're going to have because mm. this world is so crazy. Like what they're going to have for a job? What they're going to have to deal with. Or? No, just what, not even that. It's just what they're going to have to deal with. Oh, you know, you just need to with do talk society about at large. Society yeah. at large and how much it's changed over the last even 10 years. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just like, where is this world going? You know, know, when's it going to stop? Know. You know, it's crazy. and so you have to give it over to the Lord and let them, you know, take that fear. And mm-hmm. you got to release that fear and know that he's going to be in control. But at the same time, it is so hard. It's so hard. And that's where I think about from my perspective is it's really hard. And I remember even when we first started talking about having kids, you know, 18 years ago, Mm -hmm. you know, it was still one of those things in the back of my mind. I was just like, oh, wow, this is, you know, the world's crazy then, you know, and then now fast forward, (laughs) I know, but it just seems like in the last, you know, like I said, 
five to ten years has just gone over the top so much. Yeah. Um, but then I, I don't think it's that, you know, t- to the point that it necessitates us going around and just stopping life. Mm-mm. You still have to live in this world, and we're not until kids. we're called home, we're yeah, you know, we're here. So. I hear a lot of people talk, and I see people post on social media, especially older generations talk about their grandkids and like, Oh, I can't imagine, you know, trying to parent in this cell phone age and in this crazy world. And I just feel bad for my kids having to raise kids in this age and that kind of thing. And I don't, that's really not something that I think of too much and feel fear about. I just really, I don't know. And maybe that's just a piece that God has given me or just a faith that the Holy spirit has in me that I'm just like, my kids were born for a time such as this. Like I fully 100% believe that. I feel like I was born for a time such as this. Like God specifically had me be born in this era. Probably first of all, because he knows I couldn't have made it back in the prairie days. (laughs) The prairie days. (laughs) He knew I needed a little bit of technology in my life. But I mean, he, he built Taylor for this. He built Rylan for this. And he gave them to us when he did for a specific reason. And I think of the story of Esther in the Bible when she had it really hard. Like she was married to a man who could behead her at any moment if she approached him the wrong way. And there was his right hand man, like her husband's right hand man hated her people and wanted her people dead. And it was up to Esther to save them. Yeah. And she did, you know, God gave her favor and just blessed her. And he chose her for that position to save her people. And I mean, he, it made no sense the way it all worked out. If you read the story of Esther, it made no sense. And I do read the Bible too. And I, the, some of the stories in the Bible, I'm like, yeah, they were just as messed up in the Bible oh, days yeah. as what oh, the yeah. world is now. It's oh, yeah. just different now because we see it so much. It's in our face so much because of radio and TV and social mm-hmm. media. And news is so instant now. Right. That And there's so many avenues of news that we just see so much more than what our parents would have seen when we were growing up. Oh, yeah. I mean, bad things were still happening. It just wasn't as aware. You only we heard weren't about as it, aware. You only heard about it like months and years later when somebody either talked about it or something came out in a paper yeah. or you heard about it in a history book. But unless you were there locally when it happened, mm-hmm. you really wouldn't know about it. Well, and even like the 6 o'clock news can only report so much, so much you know yeah. within their time window and they're only reporting what's like I grew up with my dad watching channel four news at six o'clock and it's like a 30 minute show and they're only reporting what's going on around the Nashville area yeah. for the most part and Our it is because they're local news yeah. we didn't have cable so we didn't have world news like the CNN and all that so now you have all of that world news where you can just get everything so quickly I remember when I was in fourth grade and the Gulf War became like a thing like it was like we were at war it's the Gulf War and they wheeled in TV and I don't know I guess they put rabbit ears on it or something (laughs) so that we could get like I know but I'm trying to think because we didn't even have enough TVs for every teacher to have one so probably it was just the older classes because I was in fourth grade so maybe it was just some of the older teachers and we had to like share the TVs around for several days, the teachers had TVs in their rooms just on low, like on the news so that they could keep up with what was going oh. on. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. And it's just not like that now. It's very different now. And so we're much more aware of what's going on. So we, it doesn't cite fear. It makes us 
Mm-hmm. It's like we're too aware. And again, going back to what I said before, I, we, we can't bury our head in the sand. Like I get that, even though that right. is my MO. Like I feel like if I don't know about it, it can't hurt me. Yeah. <laughs> That's not safe either. But I also think there can be too much consumption. Like you said, how do you know who to believe? Mm-hmm. Yep. It is definitely a problem. Definitely makes makes it interesting to live in this world sometimes. Mm-hmm. So what else about fear? Will you tell me, what are you afraid of? You asked me. You didn't answer, really. Well, you talked about the kids' yeah, future. The kids. That's so your kind of core about, thing. You know, yeah, core thing. Yeah. I mean, What about for you personally? Well, I mean, there's always, you know, I think... I think generationally this has changed quite a bit because I think now we live in an era where it's not solely on the man to be the breadwinner of the house. But Mm -hmm. at the same time, we still have fear. I think everybody has fear about being able to provide for their families. Um, And when I say everybody, I'm meaning man, woman, doesn't matter. You know, everybody Mm -hmm. has that fear at times of, you know, am I going to be able to provide for my family? So I think that would probably be the, one of the bigger ones, you know, as far as fear is concerned, if it got to a point where you, you know, I wasn't able to provide, I wasn't able to do, you know, what my family was needing, Mm -hmm. you know, and kind of do that. So I think that's kind of always in the back of your head for most part, but I try not to think about that because, you know, fear can rob us of so much peace and contentment. Yeah, absolutely. um, It does. That, you know, we just have to realize and I do have to remind myself a lot that God is in control and that mm-hmm. he will take care of our needs. You know, I just read um, a verse the other day about, you know, how God takes care of, you know, the sparrow yeah. that flies. You know, how much more is he going to take care of us, you know, and, and provide our needs, you know, and we shouldn't worry about what clothes we have on, what food we're going to mm-hmm. eat, you know, things like that. And not to say, again, that you bury your head in the sand and yeah. don't do anything and God's and just going to provide. That's yeah. not going to how it works. But he is going to provide if you truly are putting forth your all for him. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he's going to take care of you. Now, does that mean he's going to give you, you know, millions of dollars and, you know, do all this? No, he's going to mm-hmm. provide for us and he's going to take care of us if we truly have our heart's intentions right. Um, so There's- just... That worship song that we sing, Jaira, You Are Enough. Oh, yeah. yeah. Which Jaira is God's name for provider, yeah. I think is correct. And it just encompasses so much. Like, oh, yeah. God, you are enough. He's mm-hmm. enough for everything. Like, our finances, our relationships, mm-hmm. our interpersonal turmoil. Like, yeah. when we just give all of that to him and know, like, exactly what you said. I think even in that song, it talks about, like, he dresses the lilies of the valley. Yep. You know, he cares for the sparrow. Like, how do the birds eat? You know, yeah. it's because God provides. Yep. And he does the same thing for us in all aspects of our life. And I think that that's where fear can be so tricky because sometimes we don't want to admit that it's fear. We just think we're being right. wise and we're planning and yeah. kind of like what you were saying in the beginning with money, you know, it, we take it to an extreme where it mm-hmm. goes so far beyond just providing for your family yeah. that it becomes like wanting to have an overabundance of savings or have enough money to buy all your toys and and that's not, and it can come from a good place, but we let it go rogue or having fear for your kids. Like, yes, we need to be wise parents who yeah. do what we can to keep our kids from getting hurt. But 
we have to really balance wisdom and fear. Mm-hmm. You know, it's so that fear can be just so sneaky where, yep. and that's where I have landed a lot where I think I'm doing the right thing by being cautious and trying to be wise. And then all of a sudden I realize I'm not really acting out of wisdom. I'm totally acting out of fear and I'm being irrational sometimes about it. Yeah. And that's where I think you and I have a good co-parent relationship that we are both very involved in our kids' lives and we can balance that from each other. And I think that's where it's important to have other people in your circle too, like good yeah. friends, good family. Oh, yeah, that the you can, system. Yeah, and that yeah. you can bounce stuff off of so they can be like, okay, hold up, you're living in a lot of fear right now. <laughs> this feels, you know, or they might be like, no, you're not, you're being wise. You know, like just yeah. having that, I think is well, See, I've had to have the flip side. I've had to have people tell me that I need more fear. Well, <laughs> there, there's something to be said for just a little healthy dose of fear. They probably mean wisdom. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So a little bit of fear is good. Wisdom. Wisdom. <laughs> Different type of fear. Yeah. Is that like a respect like, fear? A respect. Well, like when back. you go to get in a car, you don't want to be afraid of that car, but you need to have a respect for that yeah. car. You yeah. know. Or it's like the old saying, you know, you tell the kids, I'm going to put the fear of God in you. Yeah. <laughs> that fear is good. And I, and and going there, I mean, you know, I said that just as a joke, but I mean, truly there is, there is a good fear when mm-hmm. you're talking about truly having the fear of God in your life and knowing mm-hmm. that, you know, he is who he is and mm-hmm. he is an all powerful God and fearing the fact that, you know, we need to hold him in such regard mm-hmm. and to know who he is and what he's done for us and what he can do. And, and you know, it's, that is a healthy fear. Yeah. Um, he's got the whole world in his hands. Yeah. He's um, a big God, but just living in fear day, day to day and what we're talking about for how to <laughs> mm-hmm. it's fear is not good and fear no. can rob us of so many things. Yes. It can cause doubt. It can rob you from, you know, contentment and peace. It can rob you from just fulfillment in life and it can lead you to needing, I mean, people, you know, get on drugs and alcohol and all that kind of stuff to Mm -hmm. try to numb the pain, numb the fear, Mm -hmm. numb everything in their life that those types of things are what is so bad and the consequences of fear um, just being so blatant in our lives and in our world. Yeah. Um, but yeah, every once in a while, we like some <laughs> good movie fear. Yeah, That's that fine. that was a good topic tonight. Yeah. Since tomorrow, this is this posting is on Monday, and tomorrow Tuesday is Halloween. Yep. Just a fearful time of year, and then we get past that and move on to thankfulness. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> well, it was funny. We were just talking to somebody not too long ago when they were having their church thing, mm-hmm. and they don't like the word Halloween, the specific church, oh, and it was uh-huh. Holy Ween. Oh, please. <laughs> <laughs> I say it whenever they change stuff like that. It's I like, look, know, it's the, Halloween. Is it's that better? been a holiday <laughs> for years and years and years. You don't have to be so super spiritual that you change it from Halloween to Holy Ween. It doesn't mean you're worshiping the devil. <laughs> I mean, maybe some people are, but not everybody is. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's a lot of aspects about Halloween that is devilish, and I get that yeah. for sure. Um, but I think Halloween in general can be a fun, what it started out to be 
for me, I don't mm-hmm. know what originally Halloween started out or the history behind it or anything I like that. I don't either, really. But what it started out for me was just a legit fun day where you go get candy, you get to dress up and have fun. Yeah. I know things have evolved, things have changed, <laughs> but I think it still can be that. And for the most part, I think most people still think of it like that. Yeah. And then the problem is, is you have all the crazies that go overboard and all over the top. And yeah. And then you do have the Satan worshipers that, you know, think it's their holiday. I guess. And, you know, Apparently. that's that's a thing. But for us, it <laughs> okay, is still we're, a fun holiday. We're going holiday. off the rails. <laughs> I know, I know. But for us, it's still a fun holiday, something we can enjoy giving out candy, being able to go have fun and yeah. uh, watch some scary movies. Yeah. 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 I don't actually think of it as a holiday. It's just like an event. Well, you know, it's yeah. on the calendar as a holiday. It comes up as a holiday. I'm like, because I don't have work or anything. Yeah, me neither. Me neither. <laughs> but, but happy Halloween to everyone. Happy Halloween. Do not and live if in you dress fear. up, make sure that you post it on all your social medias that yeah. you dressed up. Pick a friendly costume. Oh. <laughs> be goofy. Be fun. All right. Thank you all, all right. for listening. Thank you. All right, that's all, folks, for this episode of The How-To Gurus, all about fear. We talk about fun stuff about fear, and we talked about serious aspects of fear, uh, but that's kind of what we're about. We get a little bit of fun. We get a little bit of realism going on, and uh, we hope you enjoyed it. Uh, and if you did, please remember to like and share on all your favorite podcasting apps, and just uh, continue to listen, and thank you for all your support.